Hi, welcome to the Consensual Cooperation Podcast. I'm Colin Smith, and today I want to talk about something that's been on my mind a lot lately. Um, I feel like it's a big part of our current culture and political spectrum that I, I have a problem with, and that's the fact that a lot of people think that you can have a non-voluntary state that you can't opt out of that is not authoritarian or is even anarchic. You know, I, I see a lot of anarcho-communists or, you know, anarcho-socialists or self-proclaimed that think that we can have a state-like entity that basically takes, that redistributes our wealth, but is not authoritarian. And that's just completely false. There's no way that is possible. And, you know, even, even minarchists, which think that we can have a, you know, a watchman state that only provides private defense, but it's still not authoritarian. And this is this is totally wrong because, I mean, if you look at the core principle, it's non-voluntary, then you're already into authoritarianism. <laughs> because if you can't leave, well, you can leave, but if you can't opt out, if you can't, if you can't say, hey, I don't want to be part of your sovereign anymore, then by default, you're being held against your will and it's authoritarian. And what happens when... You know, and even the next step that not only can you not leave, but we can levy as high ta- as high of taxes as we want against you, take as much money as we want out of your paycheck. I mean, you're in authoritarianism because you have no say over how your money is being spent. You have no say over how much of your money is taken. So you're already into authoritarianism. But when you go, but not only that. But when you have a state that can you can't leave and it can levy as high taxes as you want against, there's no incentive for it to protect your rights or to not become more authoritarian. And as we've seen in countless states like um, you know Sweden, where they've taken away all weapons, you know even I'm talking to a friend of mine in Sweden and I have family in Sweden that you know they can't even my sister who lives in a dangerous part of the city, Stockholm can't buy a pepper spray to defend, defend herself, um, you know let alone guns. Forget that, but. Pepper spray is illegal. You know, most knives are illegal. It's 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 absurd. Uh, you know, they've totally disarmed and neutered their citizens. You know, you can't sell alcohol um, in a in a private store. It's all uh, it's all public alcohol stores. So that you know, the state basically charges these absorbent prices and gets all the money from from alcohol sales. Um, you know, you look at that's not a huge authoritarian i just something i wanted to say it's not not that major but you know you look at the u.s where you know we are supposed democracy that you know protects our rights or whatever uh is watching us at every second with the nsa you know is is spending 50 percent of the money they take from us on the military is you know 20 trillion dollars in debt which keeps eating into our pockets and our bottom lines that we keep having to pay off or you know will perpetually pay off until you know we all die because it's not gonna get paid off um, and, you know, you see how, how is that, how is that not authoritarian? You know, even obviously the rights violations are not as important up front in democracy because there is some semblance of accountability or some semblance of, we got to save face here and not totally fuck over our constituents. But that's only a very small limiting factor. And it only changes how the authoritarianism is done and how, you know, under the table and subversive it is. You look at a socialism state or a, a true communist state with a, a dictator and, and it, they make no bones about their rights violations. And, 
and how authoritarian they are. I mean, they literally don't let you leave. They don't let you leave. They trap you in there. They, they'll kill you if you say the wrong thing. I mean, we're not, it's not that bad a democracy, but as they still have the, the, you know, essential ability to take as much money as they want from us and trap us here, um, you know, not trap us here, but not allow us to secede with our land. So if we wanted to leave, we would, we can't take our possessions with us and we can't just, you know, obviously we've built lives here. We want to stay here. Um, so leaving isn't really a, a valid option or a valid, um, you know, thing to say you're free. Um, it's still, it's still hundred percent authoritarian because, because they can, you know, restrict our, restrict our free speech. They can, um, you know, as by leaving it hate speech or labeling it as, um, you know, a threat or whatever, they can uh, monitor every move, um, arrest us at whim. I mean, it's pretty much, pretty much a police state. And again, not as necessarily direct or, or quite as overt as a 100% dictatorship, but all the core ingredients are there and all of the results are there. In a, in a democracy and, and the, the creep to authoritarianism, it may be slower, but it is still hundred percent there and still, you know, very prevalent. So when I see anarcho-communists and the like who want to take it to the next level, not only tax, but, you know, do total private wealth confiscation, particularly of the rich, you know, some, some of even everyone, and the amount of force and the amount of power that it takes um, to force people to give up their money because they don't want to give it up. I mean, people, it's their wealth. It's what they created. It's what they worked for. It's that they created value to gain. I do not understand how they don't see that, that that same power level and that same ability is just like a supercharged version of what we current have, currently have. You know, I talk to people who are anarcho-communists communist, and they say, oh, I hate the current state. It's so, you know, authoritarian and and crazy and and then they say okay well i, I you know i don't want to take just some of our money but i want to take all of it but it's also gonna be libertarian it's like look the core ingredients for an authoritative state are taking money against you know your will and being non-voluntary so when you have both those core ingredients there's no there's no way it's gonna get better it's gonna get significantly worse when you go from you know, a place like America where they take some of our wealth and where we have a somewhat democracy to a place like, you know, um, Cambodia or, you know, uh, Russia where there's no private, obviously not now, the USSR, um, when there was no private wealth. Um, the situation is just far, far worse. Now, it's only really an extension of what we have now. And I think what we have now is is fundamentally the same or fundamentally um, very similar to, to a fully authoritarian state. But... That direction is the exact wrong direction to go into. That, that only takes the, the bad part of the mix that we have now and amplifies it up to 10 and takes away all our power. Because when, when the state has the ability to, you know, confiscate all private wealth and be able to use force on that scale, because, you know, confiscating some private wealth takes, takes some serious force, but all private wealth, that, you know, requires a level of brutal suppression that is beyond... Um, far beyond what we currently have and therefore you know allows and almost no it doesn't necessitate a suppression of free speech and a suppression of you know 
the, the right the basic right to leave and of uh, many other things um and you know basically goes into a full-blown orwellian state as we've seen happen time and time again so yeah and i i, I don't know if i've prefaced this with this earlier but I don't mean voluntary communists. You know, if you want to start a, you know, a voluntary club where you share your wealth, that's fine. You know, I, I don't have any problem with that. I don't want to be a part of it. But <laughs> if if it's optional to get in, optional to get out, and you're just sharing wealth, that's fine. But what the people that I talk to are thinking about is is taking the money from the rich and the the, the real value creators of our world. And, you know, putting it in the state's hands and, and, you know, ripping it from their hands. And, you know, not only is this a terrible idea for countless reasons that, you know, many greater minds than my I have outlined. And, you know, if you, if you take the money out of the, the – if you take the resources out of the people who know how to use the resources to create value for everyone else, then value stops being created um, in general. I mean, directing capital is one of the most important jobs in the economy. But besides that fact – you know, even if the rich weren't necessarily essential to the economy, which they obviously are, the mere fact of taking that wealth and confiscating that wealth requires such a level of brutal force that the result will be nothing other than, you know, absolute authoritarianism. And anyone who thinks that liberty and non-voluntary wealth confiscation can exist, can coexist, is completely wrong. They can't. They can't. So yeah, that's basically what I wanted to talk about. Just do a brief overview of, you know, why it's such a prevalent ideology is is so utterly wrong, and the fact that you can have, you know, you can both steal money and have uh, freedom. I mean, you can't. <laughs> you just can't. At least not on a you know nationwide scale. But yeah, well, um. Enjoyed talking about this and we got a bunch bunch of new episodes loaded up and I'll catch you in the next one.